0: Genius Episode 42, Fortnightly Chicken Standards. In this episode, Eric's son Pierce ranks all the many chicken sandwiches that have popped up across different fast food restaurants. Eric talks about the joy of pocket hole jigs. And Eric and Don wax poetically about the amazing things you can do with a laser cutter. Hey, do you know you can go over to PodPledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and see our PodPledge page? All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting costs, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Welcome to another exciting Inverse Genius fortnightly, the show where we get together and we talk about stuff that we want to talk about, and you are forced to listen. (laughs) <laughs> or or not. But anyway, this is our non-gaming podcast where we get together people that we like who also like other things. We have them tell us about those things just to bring a little more joy to the world. And in that method,
0: uh, I'm going to bring on the uh, the cool cat of gaming himself, Eric Dewey. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm excited to be here. And so excited that I have drugged my son, Pierce Dewey, to be here as well. You must speak. That's the I whole point spoke. of this. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Speak up so I can hear you. Fine. Say hello. Shit. Hello. All right. Hello. Ooh, You're right. Okay? I gotta edit all this crap, so make sure you do it right, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or not—that's fine too. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway,
1: so what? One of the things we've been doing is checking back in on previous things that people have talked about uh, on earlier episodes, and seeing if there's anything that folks want to talk about. Um, and I don't know if we haven't—I haven't been on since Invincible ended. Have you watched Invincible, Eric? We
2: literally two just two episodes.
0: Yeah, we watched just started watching yesterday, so we've seen the first two episodes. <laughs> nice. Well, the end of the first episode pretty much tells you what the rest of the series is going to be like. Yep. Uh, so be ready for some of that action. Uh, what do you think about it? Well, I've actually read the comic that it's based on, so I kind of knew what was going on, but what did you think, Pierce? I mean, it's
2: very mystery heavy. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of that. Yeah, because they haven't gotten back to how the first episode ended yet. And they don't for a while. So
1: I'm just <laughs> going to tell you that. As the, they, they hint around at it, uh, but without any spoilers whatsoever, it, it's not something that's going to be resolved in the first half of the season. We'll just say that. So, but um, all right. Uh, it's big, full color. I think I love the art style still. Uh, I thought the ending was Good. It was really good it, it i think that as far as superhero stuff goes it is probably one of the best superhero things that's been on television a long time still um i tried watching the jupiter's legacy thing that's on netflix not oh, as yeah. good as uh is this invincible i don't think
0: yeah one of the things i like about invincible is that the art style is identical to the art style in the comic book so it's just it's just kind of a smooth transition <laughs> super exciting
1: well, is there anything else that we've talked about in the past that either one of you wants to weigh in on, or should
0: we leap into what we're excited about now? I don't know. The only thing that jumps in my mind is WandaVision. You know, we talked about it before it ended, and now it has ended. And you obviously don't listen to the episodes that you don't edit, but yeah. Well, no, I do, <laughs> but I didn't get to talk about
1: them. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, did both of you watch that?
2: Yes, we did.
1: So, uh, scale from uh, from great to suck, where did, you, where did it land for you?
0: I put it on good.
2: The ending was a bit disappointing. Mm. The Quicksilver thing was kind of a cop out at the end. You think? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's that's certainly an opinion to which I do not subscribe. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're welcome to disagree with me. Eric does with great frequency. Uh, but uh, it did. You did feel sort of the hole that was left by the pandemic because there was a yep. great big fight that wasn't included uh you know they had to change stuff up there was yeah some weird stuff that was pulled out so hopefully i can't wait until they put out stuff where they don't have that excuse
0: yeah yeah oh and uh, uh resident alien uh, also ended i don't know did you ever get to watch any of that i saw the first couple episodes that were free on youtube gotcha and uh it ended it ended well i thought I mean, it did end asking another question. Yeah, it did end with a big, <laughs> oh, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, so, they wanted
1: to come back next season.
0: Indeed, which they will, <laughs> which is exciting. So. It's
1: very nice. Well, all right. Uh, having done all of the preliminaries, let's get
0: deep into it. And who uh, who's hungry to start? Well, let's start with Pierce, since he's hungry.
2: Literally just ate.
0: He's literally just I ate. Know. So Pierce has been on a self Appointed quest to sample Mm. all of the fast food chicken sandwiches. There's a big chicken sandwich war going on with fast food companies. Yes. Uh, And so he has. So list off all the ones that you have voluntarily chosen to eat.
2: (laughs) I've eaten McDonald's, Freddy's, Sonic, Arby's, Slim Chickens, Brahms, Zaxby's, Cane's, IHOP, Chick-fil-A, KFC, and Popeye's.
0: So wait, Wendy's isn't there. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty much everything but
2: Wendy's and Burger King
0: and Burger King.
1: Well, okay, Burger King chicken sandwich is horrible. It's <laughs> it's like a carny shoe. You don't you don't want to eat that. Um, but I will say that which which McDonald's chicken sandwich did you get? Because that, there's a huge difference.
2: Uh, the cheapest one.
1: <laughs> uh, I had a coupon. A coupon was it? Oh, so they're doing a special now that they've started recently by bringing in the crispy chicken sandwich, which is their take on the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. Um, so if you had a coupon, it might have been that one.
2: It was probably that one. So,
1: um, well, talk talk about this. What was your process here, and why did you decide chicken sandwich was your quest of the month?
2: <laughs> Everything had it. They're always saying theirs is better. So, Everything. have you been watching the Twitter war
1: between like KFC and? whomever else.
2: I have not. So, how have you ranked these sandwiches? Uh, I've put them into four tiers. Alrighty. It's A tier, B tier, B tier, C tier, and Get Tendies tier. Get Tendies.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, let's start with Get Tendies. That sounds the most
2: exciting. (laughs) Well, Get Tendies means just get the Tendies instead. Don't actually get... So, I have the Freddy sandwich and Get Tendies. Because the sandwich was just a chicken like substance between two pieces of bread. There's nothing dip. Like I could get the same experience minus the bread. If I just got the chicken tendies.
1: Right, right, right. So it's like a big McNugget or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Everything Mm. else was fine, but I'm mostly judging on the sandwich. Okay. All right.
1: Gotcha. Um, And, uh, and so, so, but, but would you say that it is actually worse than C tier or is it just, it's, it's not worth being as a sandwich. You might as well just get it without.
2: Yeah, it's not worth it as a sandwich. Just the bottom tier.
1: Uh, okay, all right. Well, let's let's jump into C tier. Where did you? Who did you put in the in the barely passable as a sandwich tier here?
2: Uh, McDonald's. <sighs> it's. I only had the cheapest one. I didn't know there was a difference.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. I I told your dad so that he you would go in well armed, but apparently he listens to me about as well as you listen to him. So. <laughs>
2: I order, to the money saving, I had a coupon. <laughs>
0: you had a coupon. That's the you can say what you got.
1: <laughs> I understand. I understand.
2: And, and so, is it just McDonald's? Uh, no, there's also so slightly above McDonald's is IHOP. I mean, there was actually stuff on the bun, but it wasn't <laughs> exemplary. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, I mean, I can certainly see that
1: IHOP, a, a place you go into and sit down and have a food. Uh, as opposed to a drive
2: through should have a better sandwich, but apparently it's yeah. not better enough. So, and then top of C tier is the Cane's sandwich. What's a Cane's? So, it's just basically a Kaiser roll with a piece of lettuce, and they have chicken fingers put on the sandwich, then coated in the sauce.
1: No, I mean, what is Cane's?
2: Raising Cane's.
0: It's Raising. a chicken finger restaurant. They basically just sell chicken fingers.
2: Huh. It's like Chick-fil-A, but they put meth in the sauce.
0: (laughs) They have yeah, they have a special cane sauce that's uh, quite tasty, and I I think that's why it raised from just getting the tenders to an actual C tier sandwich. So you can't get the sauce with just the tenders?
2: No, you can. I just that should have been in just get tenders, that was my thing.
1: Oh. (laughs) Ah gotcha.
2: I'm realizing my mistake now. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because their their tenders are very good, but the sandwich is not the proper way to enjoy them. You got to enjoy them outside of the bread.
1: Outside of the bread, the extra bread throws off the balance.
2: Yeah, it's too much I bread. Mean, it's well, not it's Two to one chicken to br- it's a two to one bread to chicken ratio. It's not acceptable.
1: Unacceptable. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm with you on your your way. You're judging these. All right, so we're up to B tier now, right?
2: Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. The bottom of B tier was Zaxby's. But Zaxby's right.
1: has a good chicken if you get it fresh.
2: So there, there may we be. We didn't a- get it fresh. See, I, I'm rating it on the experience as a whole. The sandwich was decent. Like the food is decent, but the service was terrible. <laughs> they forgot about our order. <laughs> they kind of were like,
0: "Oh, sorry." <laughs> so there were some extenuating circumstances on the Zach like, <laughs> it,
2: It's not good enough to justify what happened. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, all right. I'm I'm all right with that. That makes some sense. Next up.
2: So next up is Brahms. Oh. Like, you can have it with a plenty of stuff on the bun, which is quite good. And then the chicken was nice and crunchy. So, so for those who don't know, Brahms is a, uh, a regional milk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Brahms, Brahms is a regional dairy store in Oklahoma that also uh, spread out to uh, any place that you could get there within one semi shift of driving on a semi truck. So you're not going to find it too far away from the Brahms places. And uh, they also do like hamburgers and apparently chicken sandwiches and whatnot. And at one time they did have the best burger in Oklahoma. And then I moved away and I came back and they had the
0: worst burger in Oklahoma. Um, So, but go ahead. That's kind of my experience with Brahms is uh, like two thirds of the time. It's great. And one third of the time, it's a disappointment. (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, it's like
1: target. You can, you know, you're either going to have a great target or you're going to have a horrible target. You're not going to have a mediocre target.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Who else is in the B tier? Right. So above Brahms is Slim Chickens.
0: Slim Chickens. Unfamiliar with this this chain. Yeah. So this is obviously another chicken-based chain. Uh, One of the things that's neat about them is they have lots of different sauces that you can choose from, not just sort of honey mustard and barbecue.
2: I do need to clarify... My relation to workers who who have work at Slim Chickens have nothing to do with its placing.
1: <laughs> um, okay, all right, that's that's legit.
2: We we do yeah. offer disclaimers from time to time. I did enjoy the chicken sandwich. It was tasty and all, but the bun started falling. Like the sauce started making the bun fall apart while I was eating it. Like mm-hmm. fries were good and all, but that wasn't. I like my chicken. I like the bun to be edible.
1: Edible, not not yeah. disintegrating.
2: Or yeah. It's hard to eat a chicken sandwich if you can if you can't hold on to powder. All
1: right. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and next, uh, above that is Arby's. Arby's. Ooh. I mean, okay. Yeah. Arby's has done some
2: pretty good chicken. I can see that. Yeah, specifically the bacon Swiss. Bacon Swiss is quite good. Um, mostly because it's bacon. <laughs> is that the barbecue bacon Swiss? Uh, cr- fried bacon Swiss. Uh, oh no, I meant
1: the. Uh, it, was it barbecue sauce on it as opposed uh, to?
2: No, there was not oh. barbecue sauce on the bacon Swiss.
1: All right, well, it's Arby's though. You know, you got to have barbecue sauce at Arby's. <laughs> exactly. But so I will say that yeah, I, Arby's is one of the higher tier fast food places in my in my estimation. I agree. They they get a lot of flavor in their in their uh, calorie bombs. And when they bought Sonic, I had high hopes that Sonic's horrible ch- cheese sticks would be replaced by Arby's cheese sticks, but that did not happen. <laughs>
2: Speaking of? Yeah, speaking of Sonic, right mm. above Arby's is Sonic. Oh. So, chicken, all around pretty good. Good distribution of mayonnaise to the rest of the sandwich. <laughs>
1: like,
2: that's the problem a lot of the... That's the problem that can instantly kill a chicken sandwiches. mayonnaise. Uh-huh. Mayonnaise is only good if you have the right amount of it. Like, too Which much ins- mayonnaise is the fastest way to ruin a sandwich.
1: For somebody, that will be none. For other people, that will yes. be a lot. But, yes,
2: okay, gotcha. Yeah. But the... Uh, the main thing Sonic has going for it is that I really like the chili cheese tots. <laughs> so this is about the experience as a whole. So while they're not enough to move it out, out of a tier, they're enough to put it in a high place in a tier. All right. Okay.
1: All right. I thought we were doing chicken sandwiches here, not it's tots. It's the experience
2: but... as a whole. That's why piece is over. Okay. All right.
1: Fair enough, enough. Standards. <laughs> so understood. Understood. Um, all right. What's next? Okay. This might be Controversial.
2: The bottom Mm. of A tier is Popeye's. Well, it's in A tier. Why would that be controversial? It's bottom of A tier. You know, I
1: don't know. I don't know that I've ever had a a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I've had their chicken before, and it's pretty
2: good. Yeah, their sandwich is good, but I don't like gambling. (laughs) You don't (laughs)
1: like gambling.
2: (laughs) Basically, for every three sandwiches you get, one of them will be spicy, even if you only order plain. It's not mild spice either. It's very hot. (laughs) <laughs> I've Wait. had to have like three of them. Why would you order a plain chicken sandwich instead of a spicy chicken sandwich? Because my skin is delicate, even out, even inside my body. <laughs> Boy,
1: there's there's things I never thought I'd learn. Okay, <laughs> okay. what do we got next? All
2: right. All right, above it is KFC. I quite enjoy the Colonel's recipe. Their sandwich is pretty good, that like good bread to sandwich ratio, but the, but the sides are also de- The sides are also pretty good as well. It's all around. It's a pretty, e- it's pretty evenly balanced in everything. The only problem is it's not crispy enough.
1: Well, do not you? They have two different varieties, right? They've yeah, got I got the, the crunchy one. The it's crunchy one.
2: and How's that one? I mean, it tastes good at all, but it could use more crunch. Gotcha. Now the top of them all is Chick Fil A. I love it. <laughs> it it's perfect in every category, uh, except sides. Sides is only a nine out of ten. Oh. Okay, all right. Yeah, the waffle fries are good. I've had better, though. But sandwich, perfectly crispy, perfect distribution of bread to chicken. It's, it's great. All around, it's amazing. I have no complaints.
1: <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan of Chick-fil-A anymore, but I will say the way to do their, their waffle fries is when you get them, is you take everything out of the bag and you dump the the, uh, the the waffle fries into the bag, and then you open up the salt or the pepper or whatever it is you're going to top them with. You pour it in there and you give it a good hefty shake. And, uh, and that gets everything coated well and,
2: and tasty. Now, don't do that with a ketchup, though, because that will just be a mess. <laughs> okay. You know, they actually do that with those spices in India and in McDonald's. Mm. Well, I mean, I got to say, uh, putting Chick-fil-A up top is somewhat
1: controversial. That uh, I can't believe that, that they're at, at the head of the list, especially if you're going on convenience and they're not even open You know, one day a week. The day I want chicken. I'll tell you that. Whatever day of the week that is. It's always when I want chicken, they're not open.
0: We, we have a, a Chick-fil-A right next to a Popeye's. Um, and so, like, literally right next to each other. It's quite a mm-hmm. genius placing. And uh, I got to tell you, they moved that drive through in Chick-fil-A like nobody's business. I mean, Chick-fil-A needs to be in charge of border entries when it comes to, and, and school drop-offs when it comes to drive through management. Or the vaccine. Yeah. They have got it down.
2: They know something we don't.
1: Oh yeah, I mean uh, that's Even here, um, in the beach, they they work it. They have people standing outside with their little clipboards or their uh digital clipboards and place orders and stuff like that. Um, and so they've got that working. But um, does Popeyes do a booming business on Sundays? Is that what I'm hearing about? <laughs> More yeah. than likely, yes.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine how many people get a spicy sandwich though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, everybody who has taste gets a spicy sandwich. All right, so I'm going to put put a couple here on the list uh, because I get to, and it doesn't have to go on your list. That's perfectly fine. Uh, Give it then. the the best The best chicken sandwich of all times is the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. It is it is amazing, and it is a thing of perfection. I just get mine without tomatoes. Um, but you know, you don't get tomatoes. No, why it's, would you get tomatoes? Because tomatoes uh, are good. Yes, when they are turned into ketchup, as is intended. But I know, usually get both. <laughs> see, you're going to overdose on lycopene, pal. You be, you got to be careful there.
2: Yeah, I've lived long enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but How long no, does that so, take to kill you? The only thing uh, I'm looking forward to is in September. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it actually will kill you. I think yeah, lycopene is good for you. Um, but uh, I will say that. Uh, So that's really good. Um, And then you're always going to get your best chicken sandwich is from places that don't have drive-thrus. You know, just you go in, you get a sandwich, uh, and they make it, or it's from a real restaurant. There's a couple of places here that do their whole chicken sandwiches, but they put them on biscuits. So how do you feel? Biscuits versus buns versus
2: rolls. I mean... I haven't been to a place that offers that because I'm on a budget. It's drive-through only, mostly.
1: <laughs> well, that you got your dad there with you. I mean, he'll he'll furnish you
0: for a biscuit. I'm sure.
2: Perhaps, perhaps.
0: My personal <laughs> preference is I like the softer bun than a than a biscuit, but I
2: depends on how early it is.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah. biscuit time.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, okay.
1: Um, uh, do either one of you have any more to add to the great chicken sandwich roundup? Oh, I think we've covered it <laughs> pretty exhaustively. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Well, so before we get completely off, uh, give me the the three things that you're looking for in a chicken sandwich that are going to give you top marks.
2: So, or the more the actual taste of the chicken. Yes. The between what's between the uh, bun and the sandwich, and the double S, the sides and surface. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the outside, right. outside of the sandwich, pretty much.
1: Right. So there are places you're not going to want to go and shop for any kind of chicken sandwich because they are mean. Uh, Like there's a place called Dick's Last Resort where they abuse you as you're there to get your sandwiches or whatever you eat there. But um, it is delicious, I've been told. So be aware.
2: It's what what DoorDash is for. (laughs) You're killing me. All right. I get that a lot. Yeah.
1: Eric, are you going next or am I going next?
0: Yeah, I'll go next. Let
2: me ask you something. Have
0: you ever heard of a pocket hole joinery for woodworking? Those are those things where you
1: slide it up to the end of the deal and it's got an angle on it and then you drill at an angle and that's where you're going to be putting your screws in it, right?
0: You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So what it allows you to do is when you're attaching two pieces of wood, it's a jig that you attach to one of the pieces of wood and it drills at an angle and allows you to connect the two pieces of wood with a screw at this angle and what it ultimately lets you do is easily connect two pieces of wood and keep how you're connecting it relatively hidden because normally right. you know you could just screw in through the outside of the board but this screws from the inside and keeps it all hidden right 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 um so uh, there is a uh, maker channel on
1: youtube i like to make stuff and he uses these things all the time and he comments that he gets a lot of grief for using them all the time why would people grief him for that
0: so yeah that's a good question so i recently well not recently but in in the last two years or so i picked up one of these uh jigs from craig and i used it to build a uh, night table and it was amazing i was like man this stuff makes things so much easier and mm-hmm. so I recently built a cart for my pizza oven, which will probably be in a future inverse genius. I hate it. <laughs> he hates the pizza oven. The it's pizza oven or the cart? Good Pierce. It's because we named it Good Pierce. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I, I want to play with Good Pierce. But um but anyway, uh, and yeah, it just it makes the connection real easy it's a lot less kind of clamping that's involved so the reason why it would be considered slightly less skilled to use is it's not the strongest connection that you can make right so when you're connecting two boards there's lots of different ways to do it the most basic one is what's called the butt joint and that's where you just you know connect one board to the other glue and screw and you go and uh it's a it's a relatively solid one and then you can start getting fancy with uh like dovetails and that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh what the what this does is it's a little bit weaker than a uh, a butt joint because you're coming in at an angle so you don't have as much connection with one board as you do with the other. That being said, uh you know, if you're not if you're not building a deck with this kind of stuff, uh gluing it, screwing it, it's going to be completely solid. It's not going to be okay. Uh, it's not going to be weak in any way, especially if you use any kind of reinforcements. So if you're making a a
1: bookshelf for normal people, it will be just fine. If you're making a bookshelf for an avid reader um, or
0: for a a, a devout board game collector, you might want to go a little stronger. Um, Perhaps. uh, Or make sure you have a backing. If you have a backing, that should take care of any of the uh, issues as well. But don't Uh, use it to make a chair for me, is what I'm hearing. Eh, you know. (laughs) Possibly. But you know it's it is funny because it's real simple to use. You just cl- clamp the jig to the board. You've got a special drill bit that you drill in, and then you take it out, and there's your hole. And then you've got a special uh, driver for the screw, and it goes in. It connects, and there's even little plugs you can put in if you want to make it look like it's it's harder harder to see. And it yeah. it just it's really good for just right angle connections. And nice. Uh, it, it's impressive how quickly it works. You get all the you get all the stuff drilled out. It's relatively quick to do, and then it's just zip, 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 and it's connected. Well, that's pretty exciting. So yeah, I uh, I like it, and and it's funny that you had mentioned that you know the maker guy gets a lot of grief because I've I've seen that you know it's like oh it's not quote unquote real woodworking, but it's it is right. It's completely <laughs> so legitimate woodworking.
2: How many of those did you use on that shelf? None. Or that shelf. Uh, oh, wait. You already used one of that.
0: Or that shelf. Yes, yes, yes. I, that shelf. I just got it. It's a new tool. <laughs> Eric is surrounded,
1: surrounded by like 30 or 40 shelves, um, yeah. half of which are wire racks, so they don't count. Um, That's but, uh,
0: between two shelves right now. And then the other half are uh, IKEA calyx.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just got calyx shelves for the library for our board game collection. Sweet. There, to replace the bookshelves that we had that are way too not deep. Yeah. Um, Kind of like me, way too not deep. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, tell me anyway, more. That's that's all. It's it's interesting. If you go, Craig is the company K R E G that is most known for pocket hole joinery. So if you look at their jigs, they have there's just an incredible range. Uh, I got the second cheapest one. Right. Um, it has like two holes. You just sort of clamp it down. You have to get an extra clamp, but that's no big deal. But it just it works so nicely, so smoothly. And uh, I just wanted to talk about it because I just used it again and was, was happy with it.
1: <laughs> it's, it sounds neat. Also, it, it looks like the kind of thing that if you, for some reason, already had a biscuit joiner, they would work really well in concert with each other. Oh, yeah, I bet it would. You know, uh, but uh, I'm going to change what I was talking going to talk about because I realized, speaking with you and talking about woodworking, that we haven't ever actually talked about uh, various and sundry laser cutters. Oh,
0: that's a good point.
1: And, I mean, we've done it on previous shows where we talked about on onboard games, so we talked about all, all the stuff we've done. But here, I think, on the uh, Inverse Genius Fortnite League, we have not talked um, about uh, you know some of the stuff that we love vis-a-vis uh, the power of a thousand suns. And uh, so we at work have a, uh, I guess you would call it a prosumer version of a laser cutter, and that is the Glowforge Pro. Uh, no matter how much they try and convince me that this is a professional model-level machine, I'm going to scoff and say that they do not know what they speak. But it has some really neat features for it. And so uh, you're familiar with laser cutters, right? Have you ever played around with a Glowforge? I have never
0: played around with a Glowforge. Mm. Uh, but my sister bought one recently. recently, and she's been playing around with it. And, of course, talking with you, I've been uh, playing around with it a lot as well. Right, right, right. Uh, At the... Um, fab lab we have an epilogue laser, which is the huh. old twenty thousand watt piece of beauty
1: yeah that's like it's a giant cabinet in and of itself right it's it's a big big yeah, chunky thing big.
0: it's probably a foot and a half tall and like three feet wide and
1: right three feet deep so the glowforge itself is a little bigger than like a baby changing station, and that uh you know it's it's a design to look. Like, oh, somebody from Apple might purchase one of these. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the one button press, no other controls anywhere on it, um, which is kind of ridiculous, but we've managed to make it work for us um, because that means that the, the kids who come into the library aren't going to mess it up, right? And so I think that's the best thing about the whole thing. Um, you, If you use uh, some program like Inkscape, and I remember when I first got the Glowforge, you were sending me files and I had no idea how to make this all work. Um, and I was like this file isn't going to work for me Eric you need this or this or this. I think now that I have played around with it and done art for so many projects that I could probably make those files work just fine. Right? Cool. Because before I was very annoyed by your file is not doing what Glowforge says it should do, where obviously <laughs> it was me not knowing how to tell Glowforge to do what it should do. Um, yeah, so real but quick, it's got
0: let's, Well, yeah. i was gonna say let's talk about what the the laser cutters can actually do.
1: Right. So um, one of the things that Glowforge has that some other uh, do, but not all, is it's got a little camera built into the lid. Um, They use it for focusing. They use it for a variety of things. But you can put in a piece of art that you have in the, the bed, have it take a picture of it, and then it will cut it out of wood for you. Now, there's a little bit of a problem in that if it's too big, um, it's going to fisheye around it. And so it's going to distort the image a little bit. So you're not going to use it for precise stuff. But for us, it's like, oh, we want to uh, to get a real quick test of an image or something and see how it's going to look cut out of wood. Or the kids are coming in and they're going to do you know holiday ornaments for their family. You can do a lot of quick stuff like that. And so it is super, super cool for rapid prototyping in that way. That um, is cool. And then, uh, of course, you can also go into a program that does SVGs, which is a basically mathematical based art program, and, and create files.
0: Art program
1: will do it. Yep. Yep. And so you talk now.
0: <laughs> okay. So so the laser itself can do a couple of things. It can cut, as we've mentioned, uh, through most yes. materials. It can also engrave uh, yes. a lot of materials as well. And depending on your, your software, how, you know, for instance, pictures are engraved and then you can cut a border around them, uh, yep. that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, yep. you typically will use a vector based program like Inkscape or illustrator or Corel draw, uh, wherever there is a particular line thickness, like a hairline thickness is a cut. Anything else is an etch basically. Ah, see, that's not at all how Blowforge works. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so uh,
1: with each one of the lines that you put in there, you select, you're going to say whether you want it to be a score, a cut, or an etch. And so a score is going to be just a laser-thin outline that's just like a cut, only doesn't go all the way through. And so that's really fast. If you want to etch something in, it's going to do the gradients in between. It may even change power level on the uh, on the laser so that you can get grayscales and that kind of stuff going on which is super cool it just takes forever. Yes. Yeah. So when you're doing something fast you want to score and cut and engraving is for um, detail work if you want to do a photograph if you want to do something that's a really object day art that is not starkly contrasting.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing that really surprised me the most about the laser cutter is just the tremendous amount of projects you can do with it. Yes. Uh, Obviously, if you encountered us in any uh, game conventions in the past few years, you've gotten one of our wooden nickels, which we of course used laser cutters to make Uh out. Um, But then uh, boxes, game inserts are incredibly popular. You know, Meeple Realty, Broken Token, those are all laser cut out. Um, yep. and then can... just, you know, signage and gifts and it's, it's incredible what this one machine can, can do.
1: Right. You can even sort of, uh, etch on stone, which isn't really etching. It's just sort of bleaching it out. Uh, the glow is not strong enough to do any real chiseling out of stone, though I'm sure <laughs> that there are high end laser cutters that can do that. Uh, but, uh, the one big thing is that if you're using this, you want, uh ventilation and lots oh. of it
0: there yeah that thing and you got to be careful what you burn sometimes because some stuff can let off some noxious fumes
1: pleather can kill you um uh,
0: yeah. because of what it what it vents
1: uh and if you are cutting any kind of acrylic it's going to smell like you know cyanide gas probably because it is just <laughs> horrible smelling stuff um, but the right materials are going to be less toxic uh, we um the fan that's built in on the glow forge is so loud and horrible that we got an inline fan that we attached to it. That is a marvelous thing. Uh, but sometimes since it no longer starts with the same button press, Eric, there have been times yeah. where we've started the laser cutter, turned around, gone to our desk and go, why does the whole room smell like a forest fire? <laughs> and, and then we realized that, that we didn't turn on the actual, the actual vent fan. And can, that, did you that try blowing good. on it? <laughs> um, it, well, I mean, we didn't have an actual fire, so that's good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that would be the next step is, of course, dousing it with baking soda and praying for rain, I guess. <laughs> um, and so that's it. We, uh, I have to say that uh, the, when you're trying to get your Glowforge, that the Glowforge people there are absolutely amazing. Um, and once you have your Glowforge, uh, their customer service is, let's use the word dubious, uh, but we've had a lot of fun with playing with this machine and we want to get a bigger, better, more powerful one. So we're applying for some grants to hopefully make that happen.
0: Sweet. So, yeah. uh, So if you're interested in lasers, uh, laser cutters, uh, and don't want to spend the three to $30,000 that they cost, um, certainly look for libraries, look for fab labs, maker spaces in your area. uh, And uh, you should have the opportunity to use them and, and, learn about them and it's just amazing the things that you can make with it
1: now i gotta say there aren't a lot of libraries that that have laser cutters in it we're particularly lucky for we had a grant and i was like i've got this extra money i'm buying this and dwight said well if you think we'll use it and i'm like you saddled me saddled me with this (laughs) 3d printer which we will probably not use for very much but by golly we're going to use the laser cutter um and so we have done major projects where we've created 300 pieces of like gingerbread houses, 300 different gingerbread house kits that people would take out for Christmas. Or I think we did like 650 doors for gnomes or gnomes and and fairies that we gave out this spring that people could paint up the kit and do the stuff. And our friends at the library are now selling things that we make as fundraisers and this, that, and the other thing. So it is in constant use at the library
0: at this point. Yeah our library system actually has, has a little maker space where they have a epilogue laser as well. So oh, that's you know, good. Fab lab. So, so, but yeah,
1: it's cool. More and more popular. So there we go. Um, several uh, delicious tastinesses and and some chicken sandwiches. <laughs> And thank you for listening to the inverse genius fortnightly. Uh, We appreciate you listening to this podcast all the way through to the end means you might be interested in other stuff we do. So head over to inverse genius.com and check out our other shows like on board games, the games in schools and libraries podcast and the room escape divas. We also have a couple streamers who are willing to associate with us. So go and uh, check them out as well. You'll find them on our website.
0: Woo! Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.